Prime Minister Justin Trudeau flew to Alberta this week, but you might not have heard because he completely snubbed Alberta Premier Danielle Smith. The Prime Minister flew out west, and instead of extending an invitation to Premier Smith to meet, as is custom, he simply appeared on a podcast and then left, without any official business and all on the taxpayer dime. It's clear to anyone with two brain cells to rub together why the PM is so unpopular here in Alberta. So I guess that means just Trudeau himself is left wondering. I'm Rachel Emanuel, and this is the Alberta Roundup. Taking a look at our first story here, Alberta Premier Danielle Smith says that Prime Minister Justin Trudeau flew to Alberta to attack its energy sector and never even let her government know that he would be here. In a statement, Smith said, quote, Next time the Prime Minister visits Alberta, I hope he calls my office to arrange a meeting as he did with the Premiers of Ontario, British Columbia and Manitoba. I await his call. Here's what Trudeau had to say about it. And on the issue of provincial government, talking with the government, the Premier today put out a statement saying that uh, it's unfortunate that you did not invite her to sit down and talk today. You're in Edmonton. She's here. So why didn't you sit down and invite to, her to talk? I am always happy to meet with any Premier whenever they ask me to meet. So she should have asked for a meeting then. The Alberta government is reminding the feds that its carbon tax has raised the cost of everything amid Ottawa's attempt to rebrand the tax as a rebate. Federal Minister of Labour and Seniors Seamus O'Regan announced that the climate action incentive payment would now be called the Canadian carbon rebate. Take a listen. So earlier today, the Minister of Finance released the amounts that households will be getting back every three months through what is now officially called the Canada Carbon Rebate. As tax season kicks in, Canadians should know that they are getting this money in their bank account every three months. Beginning in April, a family of four will begin receiving the rebate in various amounts depending on which province you live in. In Alberta, you would receive $1,800 or $450 quarterly. In a joint statement, Alberta Premier Danielle Smith and Environment Minister Rebecca Schultz called the move an act of desperation, saying, quote, Minister of Environment and Climate Change Stephen Guibault and Prime Minister Justin Trudeau have the audacity to try and rebrand the carbon tax, a cynical and desperate ploy that will fail. No rebrand will save the federal government from its dwindling poll numbers. No speeches or sound bites will make a difference. Canadians will see it for what it is, a tax on the fuel that they use to drive their kids to school, a tax on the food they buy, Attacks on the businesses they run. Attacks on everything. Another big provincial story coming out of Edmonton this week. Premier Smith gave a look ahead to next week's budget. The Premier said that spending cuts won't be needed, but that restraint must be shown due to lower than initially forecasted resource revenue. As well, promised income tax reductions will be delayed till next year. You likely remember that big campaign promise from the spring general election. The Premier spent most of her time urging the province to wean itself off of budget volatility based on oil prices. Rather than raising taxes to deal with that volatility, she says it's time to utilize the Heritage Fund more effectively. Take a listen. During the current budget year, we hope to invest and reinvest approximately $3 billion of surplus and investment income back into the Heritage Fund, increasing its value to almost $25 billion. That's up from $17 billion just a couple of years ago. This puts us back on the right track. 
In addition, I have instructed our finance minister to limit government spending to below the legislated rate cap of inflation plus population growth, not just during lean years with lower oil prices as we expect next year, but also in years when high oil and natural gas prices result in billions of surplus provincial dollars. Instead of spending all that non-renewable surplus cash on the wants of today, we will be fiscally disciplined, invest in the Heritage Fund annually, strategically pay down maturing debt, and slowly but surely wean our province's budget off the volatile roller coaster of resource revenues. Alberta Finance Minister Nate Horner says the federal government's chief actuary report revealing what Alberta would be owed if it left the Canadian pension plan is expected this fall. In a statement last week, Horner said the number will be critical as Alberta decides whether leaving the Canadian pension plan for a provincial one will be in the province's best interest. He said, quote, During the first phase of our engagement on a potential provincial pension plan, we heard loud and clear that Albertans want more information on the value of the asset transfer Alberta would be entitled to if we were to withdraw from the Canada pension plan. The preferred method of the chief actuary involves convening a panel to interpret the asset transfer formula in the Canada Pension Plan Act. The interpretation will inform the chief actuary's calculation. Horner said the federal government has indicated that the panel's interpretation will be available this spring and the actuary's calculation will be given to Alberta in the fall. Alberta's own report projects that by January 1, 2027, the province's share of CPP assets would be an estimated $334 billion or 53% of the CPP's assets. That's significantly higher than Alberta's relative population size within the CPP framework. And the federal government has rejected this analysis. Here's what Deputy Prime Minister Christy Freeland had to say about it last year. Uh, in terms of the number, as the Prime Minister said uh, in his letter, uh, as the CPPIB also said, um, we we don't think uh, that uh, that number is right. And I would note uh, that the Ontario Finance Minister, Peter, in his letter, um, focused on the need for rigorous analysis, and I agree with that. As Canada's in Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Inflation rate dropped lower than analysts expected last month's. Prices increased in Alberta of all places, leading all Canadian provinces According to Statistics Canada's latest consumer price index, the national inflation rate cooled to 2.8% in January, while Alberta's rate of inflation rose to 3.4%. The report said Alberta's January inflation rate was partly due to a 119.9% jump in electricity prices compared with January 2023. Chief economist with Alberta Central, Charles St. Arnaud, said the doubling of electricity prices in data is because of a base effect following a government-imposed cap on electricity rates last year. He told Global News, quote, In January last year, we had the rebate on electricity that was put in place by the government that drove electricity prices down. We don't have that decline this year. Higher utility rates also played a role in Calgary's inflation rate, which rose to 4.1% in January. That's the highest of all major Canadian cities. 
According to the City of Calgary's analysis of the January inflation numbers, unprecedentedly high rental prices have also played a role in the city's growth in inflation. Statistics Canada said that shelter rates rose to 12.2% over January 2023, with rented accommodations increasing 14.4% and owned accommodations rising to 9.5%. City News hit the streets to ask some Calgarians how they feel about the rising inflation. Take a listen. You know, I've got children and grandchildren and I I can see they're struggling with groceries and they weren't uh, as recent as five years ago. As interest rates go up, uh, rents are going up, which I think is eating into everybody's cost of living and I think the groceries just add on to that. The utilities have really gone up a lot. That's my major the major thing. I'm quite surprised at how much they've gone up. Moving into our controversy of the week. Lynx Air says that it will file for creditor protection as its final flights will take place on Sunday. That's less than two years after the low-cost airline took to the skies. The Calgary-based company says it has faced significant headwinds this year, including rising operating costs, high fuel prices, exchange rates, increasing airport charges, and a difficult economic and regulatory environment. In a news release, the company touts that it has grown its fleet and number of destinations while doubling its passenger volume in the past two years. Despite that growth and efforts to explore a sale or merger, Lynx Air said that the challenges facing the company's businesses have become too significant to overcome. The company added that efforts are being made to assist passengers affected by the move, with those who have existing bookings advised to contact their credit card company to secure refunds for pre-booked travel. Ultimately, this is a bad thing. Less competition means that existing airlines will be able to drive their prices up also kind of like that Lynx flew to the Hamilton airport. As many of you know, I'm from Niagara. So whenever I go to visit family, I always try to fly into the Hamilton airport. It's so nice to be able to bypass Toronto with Pearson airport, of course, being the worst airport in the world. I think we can all agree to that. That said, my family has had some pretty bad experiences with Lynx airline. They certainly aren't the most reliable as often happens with budget airlines. You kind of get what you pay for. Despite that, I ultimately think it's a bad thing for us, the consumer, because less competition means that existing airlines can drive up their prices. And finally, taking a look at what we're watching in the weeks to come, I know you guys will be super excited about this story. Chick-fil-A is opening three new locations in Alberta of all places. Construction begins this month at a new location in the West Edmonton Mall, and they'll be opening another location at Edmonton as well at South Edmonton Common. In Calgary, there will be a location on McLeod Trail. The Alberta locations will be Chick-fil-A's first restaurants in Canada outside of the location it opened in Toronto, Ontario in 2019. I'm sure some of you remember the protests at the time. I wonder if we're going to see some protests down here in Calgary. I almost hope we do just so I can go cover them. It's always hilarious talking to those people. I have to be honest, I do not eat a lot of fast food, but I will definitely be making a couple trips to Chick-fil-A. Their food is so good and I just love those waffle fries. And finally, moving into our weekly comment roundup, user Waniska says we need a recall petition for the mayor of Edmonton. I definitely suggest you get started on that. However, because the bar is so high with the recall petition, make sure you're ready to hit the ground running have your teams ready to go from the get-go. Don't be scrambling to get volunteers together once the petition is launched because you only have 60 days to get all those signatures. And user at 40 Mile Desert Rat said, someone please save us from idiot politicians and bureaucrats. I have some bad news for you. The only people who can save us is ourselves. We have to organize and get rid of bad politicians. Unfortunately, when we look at those efforts federally or even just for the Ontario government, the GTA is really screwing that up. 
but there's still a lot we can do here in Alberta provincially and with the local politicians, especially with the recall legislation, even though, as I mentioned, it is very difficult. Okay, everyone, that's all we have time for today. Please like this video and subscribe to True North if you haven't already. And if you want to support our work, you can head over to donate.tnc.news. I hope that you guys have a great weekend. I'll see you next week. God bless.